0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tech Doctor Podcast. I'm Robert. Nice to be with you again. Today, I'm back once again with Lisa Salinger to talk more about Braille devices. And we're going to mostly be focusing on a a new sort of a Braille device. It's at least a keyboard part of Braille device that, that is from Orbit Research. Lisa, thank you very much for taking a little bit of your time today to talk with me about this new device. It's always a pleasure to have you on the podcast.
1: My pleasure. I always enjoy coming on with you and also the chance just to talk about Braille and technology. It's a, a great match. It's a great combination.
0: I know. We, we really seem like we've bonded around electronic Braille devices. We've become Braille buddies, I guess. Before we get into the specifics about the Orbit Writer, which is where we're going to spend most of our time, maybe it'd be nice just to give a really brief update on kind of where things are at with low-cost Braille. Some people may remember that you and I did a, a four-part series on low-cost Braille devices. If you didn't hear that series and you're interested in low-cost Braille, you might go back and listen Uh, to that we talked about um the the braille me back then and the braille me is is still around and i still use mine sometimes to especially read a book or two on but i have to be honest i'm quite disappointed in that for whatever reason the company has not updated the firmware you still doing anything with the braille me or how you feeling about that one
1: no actually um The BrailleMe that I had um, is back at Mystic Access headquarters. Um, I really did not use it as much. I learned it to create the tutorial. I was very interested in it. But I I did not find its use to be as intuitive as the orbit. And I also had... The Orbit Reader 20 and the Brilliant BI.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: you know, I only have two hands, so yeah. I didn't feel like I, you know, I needed to uh, hang on to that one.
0: Right. Yeah. So we'll see what eventually happens w- with that one. I'm still using the the BI 14 that you mentioned, the Humanware uh, Brilliant, um, which is which is a, a really nice, very small display and I find it especially nice if you pair it with uh, an iOS device with, with my iPhone it, it really just it is a good companion because of the the way the interface works for iOS they have done at least that I'm aware of one update to uh, the the bi 14 firmware and fix some things but it much like the Braille me that there are things there that that they could improve as well. Are you still still using that one?
1: Yeah, because of its small size, it is the one that I am most likely to drop into a purse or something if I'm headed out and I might need to write something down on the fly. It is also the quietest of my braille displays. So I have hooked it up to a computer when I needed to... um, read braille on mm-hmm. the screen or to access a tutorial like if I'm reading a uh, copy for a tutorial or something. So, yeah, I do. My kind of biggest concern is that if you take a note on the unit and it's a local note so it's not backed up to the cloud, there's no way to save a backup backup of that local note anywhere. So, if you're brilliant were to die, you'd kind of be out of luck and there are times where I wish I could more easily get content onto the unit
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, especially for just jotting a quick note um, or using with my iOS device, I really do like it.
0: There's a big amount of storage available on the unit that that we really can't fully take advantage of if we can't easily get information on and off of it. Like you said, that's, yeah. th- that's unfortunate.
1: I mean, I wouldn't necessarily want to put all kind. I mean, maybe I would, but I wouldn't necessarily need to put all kinds of stuff on there, but it would be nice to be able to put, for example, even one volume of a Braille book or mm-hmm. something yeah. on there. And I know I can read from my iPhone, but sometimes the, you know, the standalone kind of uh, capability is appealing too.
0: Sure. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that one going forward. It is, it is a nice little package though. Yeah. And so I guess now we're up to the, to the, the, the number three of the three um, devices that we really talked about, which is. The Orbit Reader 20, and Orbit Orbit Research has been doing quite a bit uh, with with this device. They have provided a, a a new version of the Orbit Reader 20, called the Orbit Reader 20 Plus, which added some n- nice things: a, a, a faster processor, uh, a calculator, a clock, a calendar. Uh, some things that you you that we typically have found in a lot of Braille devices, but that weren't on the original Orbiter Twenty. I believe they also gave the plus the ability to pair with uh, multiple Bluetooth devices. That's not something that I've really experimented much with. And I guess the the big one for a lot of people is that it can do translation of from Braille to text and. And text to Braille. Um, any, any thoughts about w- w- where the 20 and the 20 plus are at at this point?
1: I have access to a 20 plus right now. And I, I like it. Um, I have a 20. And the 20 really is if I'm going to read a Braille book, like in electronic format, if I'm going to take a book to bed or... Uh, recently, I bought a round loom. I thought I might try and learn to knit on it. Um, mm. I, did. I don't really know how well that's going to work, but they have the book available or a book available about it in audio and braille. And I started in audio and I thought, this is going too fast. So I put the braille book on the orbit and that way I can read a sentence at a time. And if I need to reread it, I can. So that's kind of my, it sounds silly and it sounds a little indulgent. Like one is more my note-taking display and this is more like my reading display, but Mm -hmm. we really are living in a fortunate time. And it feels like more Braille displays are low-cost displays. I haven't really had Many issues with translation if I need to translate something I just do it before I put it on the the 20 right um, but it is a very nice feature.
0: I think a lot of people may wonder does it support any translate anything other than than, than text but it doesn't um, doesn't support right. word word files or PDFs or anything like that. Orbit research is going to be coming out soon with a, a 40 cell version. Uh, it's, a, it's a new product. It's not exactly the same as the, the 20 or the 20 plus.
1: I don't know how much will change. I, I don't think that much will, but I have access right now to, I guess what essentially is a prototype. I really like it. It's got cursor routing buttons. You can connect a thumb drive to it and or an SD card. Actually on the Orbit reader website, which I believe is just orbitresearch.com, you can find a chart that compares the Orbit Reader, the Orbit Reader 20+, and the Orbit Reader 40.
0: Yes, and that's a good way for people to get that information. I think they've, they've done quite a bit to get that site full of good information. It's worth taking a look at it, maybe if you haven't looked at it for a while. I was very pleased with with the presence that Orbit Research had, especially at the um, NFB virtual convention uh, a, a few weeks ago. I'm not sure exactly what they did with ACB. I didn't see their presence there as much. Maybe they were, and I may have just missed it. But, but uh, they were there really... Um, a a couple different days just available on zoom to let anyone come in who wanted to talk and ask questions and get information. And I I thought they did a really nice job with that. And kind of as a, as a result of that, someone was wondering if it would be possible to create some sort of zoom uh, meeting opportunity, which right now is, is mostly for people who subscribe to the orbit research e- email list, but what well, we have started doing a, a monthly zoom uh, meeting and and you and I both were participating in, in that uh, last week and it was pretty successful. And so it's nice to see a company w- want to sit down and communicate with their Customers, the way that, that, that they're trying to do. I, I appreciate that quite a, quite a lot.
1: And they did do a session at ACB with blind information technology specialists or BITS, and I think they were interviewed in the exhibit interviews. Okay. Um, I listened to a lot of coverage, so after a while it all kind of gets a little fuzzy in my brain about who did what and when.
0: Yeah, the same with me. I listen to a lot also. In the midst of all of the convention stuff, Orbit Research just released a new product called the Orbit Writer. And this really is essentially a Braille keyboard designed to interface with an iOS, Android, um, PC, Mac to give you the ability to control that device via the Braille keyboard. It's very small, it's very thin, it's very light, and the keys are much like what you find on the Orbit Reader 20. What what are your thoughts or uh, impressions of the the Orbit Rider?
1: It's very little and very compact, which I like and appreciate very much the keys are sep- they're situated just like they would be on an orbit reader i have an iphone 10r and the orbit writer is ever so slightly longer and ever so slightly more narrow than my iphone hmm. and if i had my iphone out of the case they are the same thickness Another thing that I really like is that there are two little holes on the bottom of the Orbit writer. Now, when I first saw the device, I had a lot going on in my head. My first thought was, oh my gosh, this is very cute and very little. My second thought is, oh my gosh, this is very little. How am I going to type on this Mm -hmm. without dropping it, Mm -hmm. especially if I'm Kind of on the move.
0: Yeah, where do you, how do you hold it? Where do you where do yes. you put it?
1: Yes, exactly. And the answer is these two little holes. Uh, you can put a lanyard through them. And I thought, oh, this is a bummer. The only lanyard I have has a metal hook on it. I don't have the kind with the string that goes through.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, the holes are small enough you know, it takes a little bit of fiddling, a little, little bit of patience, but not too much. But either type will actually work. Mm-hmm. You hook it right through those holes. And so I can wear the orbit writer around my neck and I barely know it's there. And I can use it as a keyboard, you know, to input, but it also can be sort of a remote control. Mm-hmm. So, I can pause or rewind or fast-forward playback on my computer. I can send texts or do things from my phone. I can switch devices very seamlessly. And so I really like it. I got involved with it by way of guidelines and gadgets. He is selling the Orbit writer and really wanted to have an audio tutorial for it because not everybody likes or deals well with manuals. <laughs> now, to be completely fair, the tutorial is not it's not as comprehensive as the manual. It's just different. For example, There are seven different operating systems to which you can connect this device. I don't go through all of those in the tutorial. However, I give you a few little mnemonic devices and ways to remember things that are not listed in the manual. So it's kind of the difference between going somewhere and having a tour guide or going somewhere and having a guidebook.
0: I find your mnemonics to be really quite helpful when I was going through the tutorial. That's sort of be- almost become a, a Lisa Salinger trademark. You're going to help people chunk things together in their memory in ways that they can retrieve them when they need to. And I think the tutorial is helpful in the fact that the, the orbit writer... Interface is kind of unique in that it doesn't have any way of giving the user feedback. I'm talking about the writer itself, other than through haptic vibrations. Right. So you have to understand orbit writer haptic vibration language to, to know what it's telling you. And you do a really nice job in the t- tutorial of helping people understand. I think w- how to interpret those vibrations. My experience has been that it seems a little more daunting w- when you first start thinking about okay, how am I going to remember what two pulses mean and what one long pulse means, and all that. But it, it's it's not as difficult if you after you use the device a little bit as as you might think.
1: Right, and you know the. The whole daunting factor has been a really big deal with Orbitrider more than most devices because there are some people that say, oh, it's Braille. I've been reading Braille all my life. This is going to be a piece of cake. There are other people that look at the commands and they think, There is no display letting me know if what I'm entering, if what I'm doing is correct. These commands are going to take me until I'm 93 to learn. (laughs) And I think really the balance is in the middle. It is not going to be a piece of cake, but you don't have to learn every command For every operating system. I think I gave this example in the tutorial. One of the commands I saw was to turn screen curtain on or off for Mm -hmm. the iPhone. I'm not going to waste brain real estate learning that one. Especially when I can just reach over with three fingers and do a triple tap on my phone. That one I already know on the phone. I don't really use it enough that I would need to learn it on the Orbit writer. And I'm personally a big advocate for making your own keyboard guides or cheat sheets and making your own notes. And you know, people say to me, well, I read these lists of keyboard commands. And some of them make sense to me. But some of them don't. And that was kind of how I felt when I first started learning and I still come across stuff that doesn't make sense to me. And I've kind of come up with two strategies for this. And one is to try the command and see what it does. I mean, if it's associated with something, it's not going to bring your system to its knees, but you can sometimes figure it out by actually doing the command. The other thing is, if you don't know what it is, just pass it by for now. You might be surprised in three to six months, you might come back and say, Oh, I can't believe I didn't know what that was. That's so simple. Of course, that's what that is. So it takes learning just like anything else does. But it can be well worth it, I think.
0: My best strategy is to, as you're suggesting make some notes or have a quick way to refer back to a reference list, but also to start with the, the things, the commands that I know I'm going to really want to use and need to use and fill in some of the other, you know, less used commands later. Like the other day I I was uh, editing something and I realized I wanted to do the uh, select all commands so that I could delete everything and start over. And I, I had forgotten what the select all command is in in Braille and iOS. And I, I quickly w- was able to look it up, and I know it now. But, it, you know, it, it, I know it now because I needed it. I wouldn't necessarily know it now just because I know it. Right. So when you need one, they at least for me, they tend to stick with me a little more once I have my brain has said, okay, you, you ought to remember this because you, you really did need this one. Um, but, but the, the tutorial is pretty concise. It's pretty, uh, compact. I mean, you, you do describe, um, the unit, you help people, um, understand what the haptic feedback is all about. You, you talk about the fact that the, the, the orbit rider can be, Paired with multiple devices, um, you can pair it with up to five different Bluetooth devices, and you can you can use it with with USB uh, devices as well by connecting the the cable that comes with it to a a computer or to a device that has USB connection capabilities. It, it gets a little more complicated than what you go into much in the tutorial. Uh, in the fact that there are a couple different ways you can use it, you can use it with with a screen reader, like which is the way most of us would use it, using their um, sc- screen reader protocol or their their, their screen reader profile, or, or you can set it up to use it as a Bluetooth keyboard. So you pair it as a keyboard, as opposed to pairing it through VoiceOver on on. Uh, iOS, and if you do that, you you have a you have a an odd thing. You have a braille keyboard that you're going to need to enter a lot of QWERTY commands on, and th- most of the commands are available. But it's a, it you talk about memorizing. There's going to be a lot to memorize if you really want to to be able to use it as a Substitute for a QWERTY keyboard. At least that's what I've found so far. Do, have you had any experience with 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 any of that switching between the the different uh, the screen reader pro, profile and the keyboard profile?
1: I haven't really, but I do just want to clarify something. That is kind of an advanced feature. Yes. Especially if you're new, I wouldn't recommend it. I would yes. just recommend forgetting that you ever heard the last thirty seconds.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, All right. Fair enough.
1: So. You know, Please know that when you go to pair the device uh, with your iPhone, and that was what I covered in the tutorial, primarily because it seems like most people are pairing with their iPhones. Mm -hmm. Also, pairing with the iPhone is a pretty representative process of Mm -hmm. how it would be on other devices. Yeah. But when you do that, you are not pairing as a Bluetooth keyboard. No. No. You are pairing it under Braille display.
0: Yes. Um,
1: And we go through all that. It's really difficult in some ways to put together a tutorial because I could have done something that was, I don't know, seven, eight hours long and covered every operating system and completely overwhelmed some people. Yeah, for sure. And that is the difference again between a tour and a guidebook. If you are a power user, you probably can just jump right into the manual. But if you want a little bit of help, if you maybe need a little bit of reassurance, if you kind of want to see it in action, the tutorial can be good. Uh, the one thing we did do in real time with the tutorial is we walked you through updating the unit. Now, it's not really anticipated that there will be many updates that you'll need to do this, but I learned in creating a tutorial for the Orbit Reader that the thing that intimidates people the most seems to be updating, and the original run of that tutorial did not have an update. There was such a demand that we re-recorded and added a section on how to update and we let the audio run in real time and mm-hmm. so this was also done with the Orbit Writer tutorial.
0: You did a really nice job on that section. I actually used your your guidance when I updated mine. You do have to have a Windows computer to update it. That's no longer necessarily the case with the Orbit Reader. The Orbit Reader now you can update it straight from the SD card. With the Orbit Writer does require a a Windows computer because there's no SD card slot.
1: You know, we probably should describe a little bit more the look of this thing. All right. Um, It has, as I said, the two holes at the bottom closest to you where you can put a lanyard. On the left side is a micro USB port. That's the kind with the two little nibs on it. The top face just looks like your... Orbit reader keyboard. And if you haven't seen that, basically you've got at the very top, you have dots one, two, three, and four, five, six. And many people have mentioned this, and I like this too. The keys go across in a straight line. Mm-hmm. I do not like curvy braille keyboards, <laughs> they make me a little crazy. I've owned them, but I don't have to like it.
0: <laughs> no, you don't.
1: Slightly below the top of those keys is the navigation pad and it just has left, right, up and down and okay or enter. And it looks very much like the cursor cross on your average TV remote control. Mm -hmm. And then along the bottom edge are three keys. There is dot seven or backspace. There's space. And then there is dot eight or enter. And so there really aren't a lot of ports or buttons or anything like that. That's one thing that's nice is there's not this kind of preponderance of buttons. Like, oh, my gosh, there are 36 buttons and I only have 10 fingers.
0: Yeah, (laughs) there's not even a power on and off button. You do that through keyboard commands. And also for me, at least, and I know people have different size hands and all that, but for for me, the keys are very nicely spaced. Mm-hmm. I find them find them easy to use, and spacebar is is nice and long, so it's easy to hit for me, at least with with yeah. either thumb. I, I like this this keyboard arrangement quite a bit, but yeah. I'm kind of like you, I. Honestly, I tend to use the the Orbit Writer more as a remote control kind of device. It it, it sort of has the feel of a like sort of a large larger remote control to to me. And I know a lot. One one of the main ways I I enjoy using it is I do a um do a lot of uh, practicing of music every day on the guitar, and I I play with a a metronome that I have on my phone. And the orbit writer is a very nice way to be able to control the the starting and stopping and the speed changing of the metronome without having to touch the phone. But I do want to agree with your point that, that the beauty of it in some ways is that you're not, you're not limited to one or the other. If you, you can reach over and do something on the touch screen, if it's easier, and, and go right back to the Orbit Writer keyboard. So it's nice that they're both live.
1: Yes. I learned one really valuable trick. Other operating systems may have this, but I found this in iOS, and that is that when you pair your display, if you go into more info, one of the things you'll see is keyboard commands, and it will list all the keyboard commands for your device and it may list them in different ways than you might say it for example one thing that was being talked about a bit even before the orbit writer was released is is there a way to do magic tap and I was looking all through the keyboard commands and I didn't find magic tap and I didn't find 2 finger double tap. Mm -hmm. But I found stop or start a call. And that's space with dots 156 or the WH key. Again, this is my silly little sense of I need mnemonics or things get out of my brain. I think of WH for answering a call, especially in this age of robocalls. WH stands for the who in who are you and what do you want? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, Who and again, what?
1: some of these, you really have to stretch yeah. to make them work, but you know what? I figure as long as they work.
0: Sure. Yeah. It's a good point. And I'm glad you pointed out about the commands. I saw that in there the other day when I was in the more section, but I didn't go in and explore. I didn't know what, what was there. So and that's how good. many
1: times have I seen it and just blown past it? Mm-hmm. And then in doing the tutorial, I saw it and I thought, you know, that really is a gold mine that I could have explored a long time ago. And the nice thing is that the manufacturers can put in their own specific commands. And also, if you don't like a command, let's say that instead of the WH chord, you wanted to use the W chord. I think you could change to that. Yes, Um, You would have to make sure that you didn't have a key conflict but I think you could do it.
0: If I'm not mistaken, I think iOS will will either tell you you have a conflict, or will ask you, "Do you want to replace right what's there if it's already if something is already being used with that command?" Mm-hmm. That's one place that iOS has gotten a lot more flexible in recent versions with Braille displays. Is you can customize it a lot more.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, if you have an interest in a, a different interface than just the touch screen, I, I see the Orbit Rider as a, a, a possibility. Plus, it's, it's, in my opinion, reasonably priced at, at right around $100.
1: Yes, and you can't enter text in grade 1 or UEB or grade 2. Uh, really, the text, the Braille that you can enter depends pretty much on what is supported on your device it's going to work with your screen reader and so if you are deafblind this would not be a helpful device to you because you're going to need braille and this will not give you braille Mm -hmm. but for people who can hear voiceover it works well at the time of this recording The first people to get their units have had them for a little over a week or about a week. Uh, There are some issues. Some are things that Orbit developers are working on. Some are things with Apple. We're seeing kind of some slowness in typing, which seems to be, unfortunately, a common thing with Braille displays. I think they're juggling between you know, 13 and 14. And so hopefully some of that will get ironed out as uh, time goes by.
0: It is a mix of of Apple and Orbit trying to work together with, with the key presses and timing and operating systems. It's a very complicated thing that's going on between a Bluetooth Braille keyboard and the iOS interface. I am really confident that the Orbit Writer firmware will will be improved upon. One reason that I'm really confident in that is because Orbit, Orbit Research has had the experience of making this Bluetooth iOS process work really well on the Orbit Reader, uh, which, which can be used the same way as the Orbit Writer, but you have the addition of the Braille display. I don't see these things that you're describing as, as issues that they are important and they are real issues. I don't see them as being showstopper I- issues, no. but they, they, they are going to be uh, improving, you know, in, I'm confident in, in the next, in the next few months.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: I don't know much else really to say at this point um, about the orbit writer, Lisa, other than maybe you can tell people how they can get the tutorial and where they can maybe get more information. I
1: have a couple other things plus one item that is sort of on topic for what we're talking about here and that is that the Orbit Reader 20 tutorial that I produced for Mystic Access is kind of showing its age especially with the advent of the new units and so that will likely be retired at some point. And what we're thinking of doing is offering a class on the features of all three units. It will basically be a tutorial in class form, and you can come and listen to pre recorded sessions and then ask questions. And if you are not able to attend live, you can download those sessions. If we have 50 people or more, we're going to run it. If not, we're going to assume that there really isn't enough interest at this time. And the deadline for that is going to be September 15th. So if you are interested in the Orbit Reader class, now there are distinctions here. This is for Orbit Reader you'll want to visit www.mysticaccess.com or you can email info at mysticaccess.com. Now, for general information about the Orbit writer, you can visit www.guidelightsandorbit.com. Now, the word guide lights is going to come up a couple times, so I'm going to spell it right now. It's just how it sounds, but it's plural. So it's guide, G-U-I-D-E, lights, L-I-G-H-T-S. So the website for finding out more about Orbit Writer and a bit about Orbit Reader as well, because Guide Lights and Gadgets is selling Orbit Reader and Orbit Writer and the Orbit Writer tutorial. So if you want to visit the Guidelights and Gadgets website for all of the stuff that he has, it's not a complete list. It's more like a sampling. You would need to order by phone. But the website is www.guidelightsandgadgets.us. And the and is written out, A-N-D. It's not the and sign. Guidelinesandgadgets.us. Finally, for phone orders or questions, you can reach Barry by calling 617-969-7500. I feel now like an auctioneer with all that emotional (laughs) stuff in one easy spot, but hopefully that will make it easy. If you are writing stuff down, you have it all in one place.
0: And just to make it clear for everyone, Lisa, the, the tutorial at the at the time of this recording which is august 8th 2020 it is at the at this moment only available through Guidelines and gadgets is that right
1: that is correct you can purchase the tutorial by itself from Guidelines and gadgets or if you want to order the orbit writer you can get a bundle with the tutorial and the orbit writer and a case. And I don't even want to go into pricing because every time I repeated it back to Barry, I messed it up. Okay. So, okay. uh, I so will check. Let you check with Barry about that.
0: Yeah. Check with Barry Shawyer, who's the proprietor of guidelines and gadgets who can give you pricing information. And, and to be fair, you, you can also, Purchase the Orbit Rider directly from Orbit Research, but you Correct. cannot. But at this time, you cannot purchase the tutorial. Right, but and, but Orbit um, Research does have a, 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 a some several things they offer, including a, a lanyard that we talked about and a a, a pouch for yeah. the Orbit Rider. But yeah. with with that particular pouch, and I don't know if it's true for the what the ones that Barry sells or not. But with the uh, Orbit Research pouch, you you cannot put the Orbit Rider in the pouch with the landing on it. You have to take it off.
1: That's correct. Barry also has the pouches that Orbit Reader is selling, and he has a few of his own. I have a pouch that he has carried for a while. I kind of feel like, you know... In my mind, wealth shouldn't be measured by money. It should be measured by bags.
0: I know you love them. I do too. I love
1: bags, yeah. (laughs) And this one is just very simple. It's got a neck cord, and it's a little leather pouch. And so for me, there's this little snap pocket on the front, and I have my kind of access card that I use, my key card to get into my apartment in there. And then there's a little pouch on it, Uh, that has my keys. And then there is a large, larger zipper pocket facing out. And that's where I put my iPhone. I also use that sometimes if I need hands free, and I'm calling Ira or Be My Eyes. But then on the back, there is a zipper pocket. And that fits the Orbit writer beautifully. Now, you can't use it in the case, I can put it with the lanyard attached in the case. I just can't use it that way. And actually the lanyard that I have, uh, I did not get from orbit research. I, again, it's, it's kind of a fun thing for me. I had one here and it has bright colored smiley faces on them. You can get them with dog bones or music notes or, um, just about anything, I'm sure. So you can buy one with your unit, which is a great convenience, because you can hit the ground running. Mm -hmm. But also, if you want to get ones that reflect your individual style and personality, you can do that too, which is is kind of fun. So you have some ways with pouches or lanyards or cases or whatever to uh, personalize it a bit if you would like. If
0: someone wanted to purchased that pouch from Barry Shawyer that you just described, Lisa, do you, what, do you know what it's called or how they would identify it?
1: Um, I think it's part of the bundle, but it's a neck pouch. If even, okay. If, yeah, I think it's the only one I think he refers to it as a neck pouch. Okay. But if worse comes to worse, they can say it's the neck pouch like Lisa has. And I'm pretty sure he knows cause I've gone on about how I love it. If All right. he doesn't, he can call me and say, Hey, which one do you have? <laughs>
0: okay.
1: um, I also find in the days when we traveled that it was great for like airline travel. I feel like bags are really serious business because mm-hmm. they're insurance, you know, from dropping things. They keep them protected so that people can't necessarily see the contents. It makes it, it could have the potential to make it ever so slightly more theft. Proof. Mm-hmm. So while I really like them, I also see the use in them.
0: For sure. Yeah, we didn't know we were going to go down the bags road, no, but, but no. there's a little information that hopefully people will find useful. Well, Lisa, I want to thank you again for taking your time to do this. I'm going to get this edited and published within the next day or so and hopefully this is some information that people can make use of so thank you for being here
1: my pleasure as always thank you for having me
0: all right well this is robert the tech doctor i'm just gonna say so long for now